Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Low Definition, the game show podcast equivalent of Purgatory. Your stay here may vary anywhere from an hour to thousands of years, depending on the volume and severity of your past transgressions. And looking at the group of players we've assembled tonight, you may want to pack a lunch. This could be a long one. First up, and blissfully unaware that all of tonight's words are related to ALF and the A-Team, it's Glenn Fleischman. Hey, Glenn. All I want to say is, I have no idea how I won Jeopardy. I really don't, but here I Nobody am. Nobody does. Just trying. Just trying. I'm, Somehow. I'm playing. One of the world's greatest mysteries. I'm here. Present. Excellent. Uh, Shannon Sutterth is joining us again in what I have to assume is a much-needed intervention to take Chip down a peg. Greetings, Shannon. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> I imagine Chip has been just insufferable around the house since he won our last episode. Just a bit. Yeah, that figures. That's That sounds like Chip. Dan Morin, you magnificent bastard. I read your book. <laughs> Welcome well, back to the show, Dan. It's good to be here, and you have now experienced the worst punishment I can inflict on you. No, I've actually only read the first three chapters so far. I'm a very slow oh, reader. Quit, quit while you're ahead. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thanks. It's good to have this inside advice. <laughs> Our next player claims that Robbie is the lesser of two Knievels, but I don't care what she says. He's my favorite. It's Kathy Campbell. Konnichiwa, Kathy. <laughs> I am here. Hooray. Let's do this. Yes, let's do this thing. Uh, Tiffany Armand is back once again to take a few points from Kathy before saying fart and being sent to bed early. What's up, Tiff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a thing I was going to say. Now I'm laughing. <laughs> That's a good thing to say, too. But... yes i I can't always count on you to elevate the proceedings (laughs) i'm a lady yes you are and lastly he's the defending champion of low definition and like all good canadians proud defender of the crown of england it's chip sutter hey a chip a a semicolon used to lull another contestant into (laughs) choosing your spurious definition there should be a word for that you need to come up with that it's good to see you, Chip. Welcome back. Are you ready to run the board with these guys again? Yeah. Uh, God, is this going to be another spread defense kind of night? Well, that's kind of up to you guys. It only took you 45 rounds last time, so let's see if you can <laughs> yeah. beat your record. Chip, I just want to tell we you. We started that last game in, like, 2016, didn't we? It's still I think going. it's still going. Chip, I want to tell you, I'm in the butter zone tonight. You know oh, what my I God. Mean. No, you know what God. I mean? No. I don't want to know what you mean. Maybe it's time to move on from introductions. Those players, by the way, were introduced in order of play as provided by Random.TV. Random.TV, the superior random number generating website that doesn't actually exist. So here's how we play low definition. Uh, In each round, I will read you an obscure word and you will send me a definition for that word. If you know the correct definition, well, good for you, Poindexter. Send me that and you'll get three points. If you don't know the correct definition, you'll send me a fake definition that you think will fool the other players. I will then read the fake definitions along with the real one, and you'll each get a chance to guess which one is legit. You get two points for guessing the correct definition, and one point for each player you fool with your fakie. Uh, We play until somebody reaches a score of 18 or 92 in dog points. Oh, and uh, (laughs) one more little wrinkle. If nobody guesses the correct answer... Your host, which is to say me, gets a whopping five points. Five what? points. What? What? Wait, our more astute listeners might be saying, assuming there are any of those left. Wasn't it six points before? 
Well, yes, it was. And then Glenn spent two and a half hours saying the word spreading over spreading. and over again. So now it's fine. Spreading. Oh, dear. That means that if you all fail to guess the correct definition four times, you all lose, I all win, and shame will be your constant companion for the rest of your miserable days. So, who wants to play some low definition? Woo! I'm immune to shame. Yeah. Let's do this. I leave now? Nope. Oh, You're in for the long it. haul now, Morin. You've passed the point of no return. Okay. Uh, before we get started, I just want to throw out a quick thanks to listener Scott, who I forgot to acknowledge last time for providing the word furfy uh, our, during our last grueling episode oh, of Listener show. Scott. Thanks, <laughs> listener Scott. Appreciate it. Sorry it took so long to get back to you. So, let's move on. Well, let's move forward. Let's start. Let's start. That's the word I'm looking for. Good plan. Wow. Game show about <laughs> words, and I'm really good at them. <laughs> to commence. Uh, you good word. The word for our first round today is Ophaclide. Ophaclide. That's spelled O-P-H-I-C-L-E-I-D-E. Ophaclide. Like, I won 20 bucks off a Clyde? Yes. <laughs> Just check. So please send me your definitions for the word Ophiclide now. You know, in incomparable uh, lore, the butter zone is paired with the shame hole, so we're already well along. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back Just, into the you know, uh, vernacular. Remember, that's, that's part of our history. It's our heritage. Let it bring in butter back. Butter, butter zone, shame hole. Famous DC Comics do. Bonnie could have gone straight. She could have just got off a of Clyde. Hmm. Tough crowd. It's only I the have, first. No, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of that. I have no banter that would be the equal. <laughs> That's pretty sad, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all of the definitions are in for off a of Clyde. I will read them now. You just have to pick out which one's the real definition. That one. Man, Chip ruined it already. The word is Ophiclide. To act with exaggerated expression of emotion. The murdering of an entire family. A trail of particles from a comet. A ring with two intertwined snakes. A snake-like flexible protuberance. A wind instrument consisting of a conical metal tube bent double. Or a person who trains snakes to perform, such as for a circus. Snakes. A lot why of snakes in the house why today. Why did it have to be snakes? A lot of snakes on this plane. Getting pretty <laughs> tired of them. Get these snakes <laughs> off my podcast. All right, folks. Um, first to guess to guess to blip, 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 blip. Boy, things are going well. First to get to choose amongst those fantastic definitions is our own Glenn Fleischman. I'm me. Glenn, which of those is Ophiclide? Gosh, I would love to murder an entire family, but <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's too much. Um, I'm going with a person who trains snakes. Person who trains snakes to perform, such as for a circus. Yeah, I like that. You got it. Shannon. 
I will go with the musical instrument. Okay. The wind instrument consisting of a conical metal tube bent double for Shannon. All right, Dan. Uh, There was a snake one about two rings. A ring with two intertwined snakes. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with the snake-like protuberance, actually. That was the other snake one, right? And And the performer. The snake-like flexible protuberance and the person who trains snakes to perform, such as for a circus. Oh, let's go with the protuberance, because that's just a great word. (laughs) Protuberance is a good word. (laughs) All right, Kathy, what do you think? I would like to murder an entire family, please. (laughs) But which of these would you like to choose for your guests? Oh, I thought I was telling you my plans for the weekend. Um, (laughs) Yes. Murder. All Murdering right. the entire family. So Murder most foul for you. Angela then. Lansbury, then, I see. Uh, next up is Tiff. Um, all right. I was thinking snake ring or twisty instrument. Both twisty. <sighs> Ugh. I'm going to be mad when it's the other one and I pick the wrong one. Keep in Can mind, folks, in- I have zero points right now and I have crippled myself, so... No worrying about the spread at this point. I'm not worried <laughs> about the spread. I, I didn't even I say spread. Right. I didn't say spread. I wasn't even <laughs> here. spread. You just spread you it. You just said it like three times. Whoa, whoa, oh, guys. Man. guys. Take a shot. Let's not spread that rumor. Stop. You said it again. Oh, no. <laughs> Twisty <laughs> instrument. Twisty instrument for Tiff. The, the Zork question. Or the Zork answer. Okay. Now it is Chip Sutterth's turn to guess. And I'm the last one, right? You are indeed. So I can speculate that the one that I want to go with also sounds like one that would be Shannon's fake definition. Hmm. But I'm going to go with it, and I will be mad at my wife if she hoodwinked me. I'm going to go with the ring with two intertwined snakes. All righty then. Well, all the guesses are in, so let's see how that all worked out for everybody. Uh, We will start with... Kathy's guess, which was the murdering of an entire family. At least I think that was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next week. Uh, but in this case, it was a point for Tiff, who came up with that answer. So. Gosh darn it, Tiff. Sorry. I went Tiff darn fast. There we go. Bart. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to follow along behind you, Tiff. Okay. I'm like the Pied Piper of Kathy. Yes, Falling right are. back into your old patterns, I see. Good work. Uh, Chip accused his wife of coming up with a ring with two intertwined snakes, but guessed it anyway. Uh, it turns out, unless he's married to Glenn and I didn't hear about it, that uh, <laughs> he was incorrect. Well, by, was by the laws of Washington State, you are now married to me as well. That's how it works. Oh, my. Sorry. Nice to meet you. And you formed a ring with two intertwined snakes. Exactly. Oh, it's the oh spell. Oh. Check, please. Wow. <laughs> I'm suddenly regretting my choices. Oh, boy. All of them. Dan thought that a Ophiclide was a snake-like flexible protuberance. Boy, I wished it was, but that was actually <laughs> Chip's protuberance that he glommed onto. Oh, oh my god! Sorry, Glenn's kids. All the snakes fake. That's my question. I can't think of snake anymore. Shannon and Tiff both thought that Ophiclide was a wind instrument consisting of a conical metal tube bent double. And they were both correct. That Ooh. is the definition <laughs> of Ophiclide. Woohoo! That leaves Glenn, who thought that an Ophiclide was a person who trained snakes to perform, such as for a circus. 
That was actually Dan's answer, so a point to Dan for that. Get off of Clyde. <laughs> Good work, everybody. We survived the first round. Excellent. Shoo. Game's Tiff, over now, right? Tiff, I had you. You were in my grasp, and then you went for the other two thing. Oh, well. It just keeps on going. Uh, so after that first round, Tiff is in the lead with three. Good job, Tiff. Hey. Shannon is right behind her with two. Uh, we have a three-way tie for third with one point each. That's Glenn, Dan, and Chip. Kathy and I have nothing. Woo. But we can maybe fix that in the second round, which is coming up right now. And the word for the second round is... Airine. Airine. That's spelled E-R-R-H-I-N-E, but it is pronounced airine. Please send me your definitions for the word airine now. I think that's the flood zone on either side of the Rhine River. It's the airine. Oh, boy. (sighs) Who invited Glenn? (laughs) Nobody. I just got on the call. (laughs) The call is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Skype lets me. So Glenn's in my house. Yep. Oh, kind of cool. I've never don't met check. One. Don't check the cat yeah, flaps. Someday. Some <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never do. Under the cat flap. All right. All of the definitions are in for the word airine. I will read them now. Airine. A medicine taken nasally to induce sneezing. Describing a mineral spring's outflow. Relating to the muskrat family. Relating to or having the qualities of a weasel, stoat, or ferret. But not a muskrat. (laughs) A song written from the perspective of an inanimate object. Possessing a texture resembling feathers. Or the feeling that life is boring and dull. (laughs) I I would love to feel that right now. (laughs) It's a little too exciting for you? The whole, all all of life. (laughs) Living in interesting times, are we? Let's have some airine right now, please. So those are your options for the word airine, and the first to get to choose amongst them is Shannon. Um, stoats and weasels and ferrets. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> oh, my. oh my! Oh my! Dan, uh, what was the one with the mineral spring? Describing a mineral spring's outflow. Sure, I'll go with that one. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a fine not? answer, Kathy. I would like to choose the song about the inanimate objects. Okay. Next up is Tiff. The boring. Life is boring. <laughs> the boring. The feeling that life is boring and dull. I'm bored. Mm. Chip. Sorry, I'm just feeling a little air high. No, I'm not yeah. feeling that. You know what? I love muskrats. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you okay. and the captain and Ooh. to Neil. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> that reference is lost on you whippersnappers. I get it. I'm laughing. That's good. That's good. 
Well, if you if you got it, you probably wouldn't be laughing. It was a pretty unfunny reference. To be <laughs> it was with. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn. I'm the last, right? How do you feel about muskrats? <laughs> Am I last? You like them as much as raccoons? Yeah, you're the last and well, you're now. Here's here's my logic. I'm doing the most. Oh boy. All right. So oh, because we got Hang two on. because we got two similar answers and I don't know that people know the prefix for muskrat, weasels, ferrets, and stoats. I'm gonna go with uh I think the muskrat one seems less likely because it seems vaguely plausible. The weasel ferret stoat one, somebody really went with that. So I'm going with it, even if it's wrong, because I feel like they committed to it. So if it was an accident that it was similar to the other, they deserved my point. There we go. I have no idea which one he chose. (laughs) Weasel ferret stoat. Weasel ferret stoat. Weasel ferret stoat. Wait, so did you pick weasel ferret stoat or did you pick muskrat? Weasel ferret stoat. That's what I want. Weasel ferret stoat. But no raccoons. No raccoons. You realize no raccoons were mentioned. No raccoons. All right. All right, good. Just want to make sure I know the raccoons speak to you in your head, so. (laughs) Well, all righty then. So let's see what happened there. Um, Dan thought that airine was a word that describes a mineral spring's outflow. No, that actually describes the outflow of one point from Dan to Glenn. (laughs) Oh, Glenn. Chip thought that uh, Arine was relating to the muskrat family. Apparently there is some love involved there because that was Shannon's answer. Oh, Oh my God. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Shannon and Glenn both thought that Uh Arine was something relating to or having the qualities of a weasel, stoat, or ferret. I'm not sure what those three share other than being little rodenty guys, but okay. I'll tell you, Steve. I'll tell you what they share. Why don't you tell me, Dan, since that was your answer? I put them all in the same answer. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. That makes perfect sense. Just because Can of the muskrat thing. Stoat? I can't even picture one. It kind of looks like went, a weasel. <laughs> or a muskrat. Or a ferret. Kathy decided to go with the very silly sounding song written from the perspective of an inanimate object. Uh, it sounded silly because it came from tiff oh my god <laughs> okay so i need to just not go with my first thought this is not a game about this is not a game about guessing answers this is a game about figuring out how you think about things and just like deciphering <laughs> your own thoughts yeah, the yeah. idea is not to pick the word that you wish it was it's the word that you think it actually is <laughs> what a what a twer. but that's all right because uh, kathy gave it right back to tiff with her answer the feeling that life is boring Uh-oh. and dull which Uh-oh. tiff picked and gave up a point. Uh-oh. So there's a little tip for Oh, tap. no, it was Uh-oh. I was going to pick that. No, it's sneezing because of the Ryan reference, I bet. <laughs> I which thought that was Glenn. <laughs> that nobody guessed the correct answer, which was a medicine taken oh, nasally see, to induce uh, sneezing. I was going to pick that one, except the two similar answers, I figured one of them had to be right. Uh, oh, I see. I, I thought that something about that screamed Glenn to me. Like, oh, Glenn will know rhinitis is a, you know, a nose thing. I don't know why. That's just a, I assumed that was Glenn's. My uh, nose is always what running. What do you know about that? So, Five points. Oh, five points. Five big ones. Oh, dear. To me. This is bad. It's bad for you, maybe, but no, not for me. No spreading. No spreading. I have just moved into the lead after round two with five points. Liking it. Liking my position. Uh, coming up close behind me is Tiff with four points. Tied for third with three points each, Shannon and Dan. Uh, right behind them with two points is Glenn. Yeah. And directly behind Glenn with one point each, Kathy and Chip. So, uh... 
There's a widespread of, a wide spectrum, sorry, of scores. <laughs> Spread the love. But I am presently in the lead. Um, so, you know, those are words. They're a lot of fun. But let's do something a little different for round three. Let's do a round of what I call Love is a Strange Place. So the way this round works is uh, we've found a movie that was uh, an American movie that... Um, when it was uh, shunted across to a different country for uh, for airing there, they changed the name to make it more palatable or exciting to the uh, the citizens of that country, and they made a hash of it. And uh, what we've done is we've taken that translation and translated it back literally into English. Uh, for instance, when Die Hard was aired in Norway, it was known there as Action Skyscraper. Yay. So that's how this round works. Uh, the movie for this particular round, since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is huge right now, Volume 2 is a big deal at the theaters right now, I thought we'd go with the original Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which was known by a somewhat different name when it appeared in Taiwan. I want you to tell me, what was the translation of Guardians of the Galaxy for the Taiwanese audience? Please send me your translation. Now, you're really gonna have to start picking movies that I've seen, Steve. <laughs> well, surely you've seen enough of the commercials to. I don't have television. I'm a cord cutter. <laughs> I don't see commercials. I have no idea. It's a superhero sort of movie, but it happens in space and it involves midi chlorians. No. <laughs> <laughs> Muskrat. All right. Thanks, guys. You're super helpful. <laughs> it involves a talking raccoon who's been genetically engineered. What? Wait. What? What? What's a that talking about a raccoon? tree who has not been what? genetically engineered. A guy who listens to 70s music and uh, a green chick. You're totally oh. talking about Lord of the Rings, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they call it Guardians That's of the Galaxy. That's it. Now. Groot's an int. I am Fangor. Oh, I yes. said that when I first saw it. Wait, were I you really ent. serious? That was I what's in that fangor. movie? That's yeah. what's in that movie. Yes. Have you not seen it? I, re- I said I had. All right, all of the translations are in for the film Guardians of the Galaxy, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if, what they translated this new one to. I should go look. But maybe I'll do that later. So, uh, this is what we got for Guardians of the Galaxy. Team Space Trash. (laughs) (laughs) Tape Recorder Gangster Hero. The Fighting Raccoon. Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. (laughs) Headphone Master. A group of weirdos in space. Or stars and the super people who protect them. All right. Those are your options. (laughs) I don't want to see any of these. One of those is really what they called Guardians of the Galaxy when they sent it over to Taiwan. You have a very loose definition of the word options. (laughs) It's it's up to you to suss out which one is the real translation. And the first to get to attempt that is Dan. Oh, boy. Oh, Um, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, What was the interplanet, intergalactic? There was something. It was interplanetary, unusual attacking team. (laughs) 
I'll go with that one. Okay. <laughs> Kathy. Team Space Trash. Team Space Trash. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Tiff. I'm going to go with Headphone Master because it means nothing to me. <laughs> well, the guy who listens to 70s music usually listens on a Walkman. Uh, Chip. I'm following Dan, Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. All right. Now, you two are forming a bit of an Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. <laughs> yeah, well, which one of us is the raccoon? Hmm. Well, that remains raccoon. to be seen. Glenn Let's see if Glenn wants to join Everyone in. Knows that. Glenn, which team are you on? Uh, let's see. Well, obviously, the fighting raccoon was for me. Someone wrote that in order to get me to pick it because I don't think it's... Maybe the Japanese wrote that just for you. Oh, Taiwanese. Thank you. The oh. Taiwanese. Very different. Very different. Oh, oh see, now I would have changed my See, there you go. Uh, I like Team Space Trash. Team Space Trash. Hopping on board with Kathy on Team Space Trash. Good, all right. Maybe there'll be a rumble later between Team Space Trash and <laughs> Interplanetary Unusual Attack. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, whose side are you on? Uh, I'm agnostic in that fight. What was the other headphone reference? Uh, oh, Tape Recorder Gangster Hero was the other that one. That <laughs> All righty then. Well, let's see how that all worked out for everybody. Poorly, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Kathy and Glenn were both on Team Space Trash. Yeah! That turns out is a team led by Shannon. Who came up with that <laughs> nice translation? Work. Nice work. It wasn't Tiff's, though, so I will take it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shannon, meanwhile, thought that Guardians of the Galaxy was called Tape Recorder Gangster Hero in Taiwan. That's a pretty good one. That was Glenn's one. Ah. Thank you, right back. Tiff thought that Headphone Master sounded reasonable. Eh, somebody who's never seen the movie, it kind of does. Actually, somebody's seen the movie, it sounds kind of reasonable, too. Anyway, it was Chip's, Chip's answer. So we'll point to Chip for Headphone Master. You're welcome. That leaves Dan and Chip, both of whom thought that Guardians of the Galaxy in Taiwan is known as Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. And it is, in fact, known as Interplanetary <laughs> oh, right Unusual on. Attacking Team <laughs> in work. Taiwanese. That's, so, something about job, that sounded like uh, like so many of the like mm. weird Japanese anime series I've watched. Uh, nobody went for Kathy's The Fighting Raccoon. Indeed, a blatant attempt to rope in Glenn. <laughs> I was trying. He's craftier than your average raccoon. Chitter, uh, chitter. Tiff's A Group of Weirdos in Space. Likewise, got nobody. Dan's Stars and the Super People Who Protect Them also was a bust. <laughs> Sorry, Good I'm saving, all, I'm saving though, that well one done. for a later book. <laughs> so, after three rounds, here's how the scores break down. We now have a three-way tie for first with five points each. That's Shannon, Dan, and me. Wow. We have a two-way tie for fourth. Tiff and Chip each have four points. Uh, Right behind them is Glenn with three. Kathy is uh, taking her time. She's back there with one point. Woo. But I think she's ready to make her move in round four, which begins now. The word for round four, and yes, we are back to words, I'm sorry to say, but what are you going to do? word for round four is rod rod wait what rod it's spelled r-a-a-d and the word is rod please 
Send me your rod. I mean, your definition for the word <laughs> rod. Um. That's totally too ubular, Steve. No. Rod, man. Oh. Super rod. Rod, rod. Totes rod. How the it British pronounce rad? Is that <laughs> This is so a Scrabble word. Uh, British Valley girls that you hear about. Like, awesome. Like, wow. Like, totally freaked me out. I mean, for sure. Oh, yeah. Now I want to know if there were British Valley girls. We don't have any Brits on. Maybe they're Midlands girls or something. Well, I guess, first of all, we need to know if there are valleys in Britain. There are valleys. Okay, good. But, it's part, <laughs> right. but there are, there are moors. Important first step. Maybe they would be more girls. Are there girls in the valleys? More girls. Well, there's <laughs> bo- there's Bonnie Lasses down in the Dells. Is that close enough? I don't know. That's probably <laughs> Scotland. They might be uh, down in the Glen also, because that's Ooh. a Scots Ooh, word. Whoa. Scottish word whoa. for a valley. Whoa, down in the glen. For a small, a small valley is a glen. Thank you very much. Didn't say down I've on the Never mind. You. It was not a such. Down in the fjord. Oh, my gosh. All right. All of the definitions are in for the word rod. I will now read them, and you get to decide which is the real one. So here we go. Rod. Unprocessed natural latex to harass and insult. A link in an Irish ogham. A bludgeon. A cheek piercing. A structure used to shore up the side of a canal. Or an electric catfish. What? One of those is the actual definition of the word rod. <laughs> electric catfish. Sorry, whoever has to bleep that. But not sorry, also. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so the first to get to choose amongst those fantastic definitions is Kathy. Kathy, which of those is Rod? They're all just so great. Uh, I, I would say they're gnarly more than they are Rod. <laughs> <laughs> they're totally tubular. Mm. And, you know, I, screw it. I'm going with the electric catfish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've been catfished. Electronic catfish. All right, Tiff. What do you think a rod is? What was the first one? Unprocessed natural latex. (laughs) Ooh, natural. (laughs) Huge. You don't want that. that You don't want that woven rough hewn latex. It's uh, it's not very pleasant. No. What was the second one? (laughs) To harass and insult. Oh yeah, not that. What the hell? Give me the catfish. <laughs> the catfish. This isn't a restaurant. <laughs> what is a restaurant? I'll take, I'll take the canal. Where they serve electric catfish? Is that a room where they give you food? <laughs> Stop rotting me. <laughs> I, I will rod you anytime I please, Dan Moore. Oh, the ramrod. That was the sequel to. Oh it? boy! Are you there, God? Uh, we have market. fun. <laughs> uh, Chip, which one of those is a rod? I'm sorry, I'm still broken. Hang on. Oh, um, 
Um, I am going to go with uh, the structure shoring up a canal. Okay. Sounds Sorry. sort of rotty. Catfish. <laughs> Glenn. It's an R-A-A-D? R-A-A-D. Okay. No semicolon in the word. No. Uh, no semicolon in the word or any of the definitions. Interesting. I'm going with bludgeon. <laughs> A bludgeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After yeah. I murder my family, well, I could use a bludgeon for that. So <laughs> there you go. There's a theme, right? Well, you probably want to get the bludgeon before the murdering it's starts. True. The rounds are in the wrong order. It'd be really awkward All right. without it. Let's hit it with my hands. <laughs> Glenn's kids are currently running out of Glenn's house. <laughs> Preemptively put them to bed. Shannon. Um, I'll go with the bludgeon as well. Okay. <laughs> now we're a murder Legend team. For two. Now we're a murder team. And that leaves Dan. Oh boy. Show me your rod, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a terrible show. I mean, he did ask. <laughs> should have, um, I should have said, please. I'm sorry. Yeah, be, be polite. You just go around demanding smile. rods, be chill. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the one about? Um, there was one about like being means of. <laughs> To harass and insult. <laughs> yeah, I just want to remember that for future notice. Okay. Harass <laughs> uh, insult. Oh man. Um, I'll go with the link in the chain, even though I'm pretty sure it's it's a bluff. Okay. Someone deserves to be rewarded for it, though. There we go. Dun, 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 dun. A link in an Irish ogham. All right, well, all the guesses are in, so uh, let's see who guessed what. Dan, let's start with that last one. Dan thought that a rod was a link in an Irish ogham. I had no idea what that was. It's apparently a letter in the Irish alphabet, you know, those fancy letters with the links and whatnot. Anyway, that was Shannon's uh, Shannon's answer, so one point to Shannon for that. Uh, Glenn and Shannon each thought that a oh. rod was a bludgeon. Well, a rod could be used as a bludgeon. That's certainly true. But in this case, it was Chip bludgeoning you with his fake answer. Well, so two points well to now, Chip for that. Mr. Sutter. Chip, meanwhile, guessed that a rod was a structure used to shore up the side of a canal. That, in fact, is a uh, fake answer used to shore up Dan Morin's point total. One point for <laughs> Dan. Kathy and Tiff, meanwhile, thought that a rod was an electric catfish. Come on. Easily my favorite of the various Muppet bands. <laughs> <laughs> and also the correct answer. That is the definition what? of the word rod. Wow, which that is was incredible. High five, Kathy. Woo! Known Yay! as an electric catfish, apparently capable of generating enough voltage to kill a man, so... Watch out wow. for those electric catfish. Don't step How on the rod. Did I is never what I'm hear about this. Never heard I about it. No way. It's, it's not from the south. It's, it's probably from it's Probably from Asia or yeah. something. Yeah. Electric catfish <laughs> are found in tropical Africa and the Nile River. So unless oh, wow. you've been hanging around trying well, Nile cuisine, good thing they only kill men. So that's right. I don't. Be- <laughs> I don't believe they exist. But you say I'm in denial. Oh. No. Wow. Well, let's see how the scores break down after four rounds. Oh, my Lord, we have a four-way tie for first. Six points each to Shannon, Dan, Tiff, and Chip. I have dropped into fifth place. That was a quick drop with five points. And taking up the rear with three points each, Glenn and Kathy. Woohoo! Who is making her move? 
All right, well, let's move on to round five. Okay. The word for which is this. Keckle. Keckle. K-E-C-K-L-E. Keckle. K-E-C-K-L-E. Yes, yes. Isn't that the that special is. lady exercise? I was going to say, everything <laughs> Steve comes up with sounds vaguely rude, or rod, as the case may be. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can do keckles. I'm not even going to start. Um, <laughs> so, having avoided that, uh, let's. Uh, why don't you send me your definitions for the word keckle now? And it's so refreshing not to have to exercise the lore column. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good group because you don't know any words. (laughs) (laughs) I like playing with (laughs) dum-dums. I didn't say that. But you were thinking. I implied it strongly. (laughs) My kids asked, why is David banned? And I said, he knows why. (laughs) (laughs) He knows for his own safety. That's right. All right, all of the definitions are in for the word keckle. I will read them now. Keckle. A group of tropical fish. A crow. A A larch. A larch. (laughs) A table setting using ten distinct pieces of cutlery. A freckle that looks like a recognizable shape. To protect an object by binding it with rope. Excess knickknacks, semicolon, <laughs> kipple. What's the, wait, what? What's the second word? What's the second word that? Kipple. K-I-P-P-L-E, kipple. Kipple, okay. Did this just, like, somehow recursively turn into a new round? <laughs> <laughs> There's a semicolon. It's a new statement, Dan. Mm. Then there's parentheses that follow. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Drop. Stories I'm telling you are just so. <laughs> Excess nicknames, semicolon, I'm, I'm drop Kipling, table. You know? That's <laughs> what you do. <laughs> semicolon, drop table. Kipple. And the last definition a small wooden milk pail used in Mongolia. It's <laughs> <laughs> not made there, it's just used there. <laughs> it has to be imported. They're imported, yeah. yeah. From Swazi the duties, land, are, the duties are very high on those. <laughs> That's right. There are no native. Well, you use a different pail for duties. No. Native oh. You don't want to mix it. I, I knew I shouldn't have said it I, as soon as it came out of my mouth. Sorry, classic Mongolian it. phrase, Dan. Don't poop in the kipple. Steve's in the kipple. It's a kipple. Please, come on. Don't poop in the kipple either. Steve's been listening to Doo Doo by Friday. That's the problem. Someone's uh, someone's had a bit of a kipple before this show. <laughs> God, I wish that were true. <clears throat> I love you, a kipple and a keckle. Oh, boy. So somebody has to start us off and pick from amongst Ooh. those fabulous definitions. And that person <laughs> is <laughs> Tiff. Yay. Lucky you, Tiff. Which one of those is keckle? What was the first one? The group? A group of tropical fish. I'm going to pick that because I like nouns of assembly. Yeah, like I the saw Justi- them open for uh, Eagles of Death Metal back in <laughs> like the Justice League. 2013. That is a good band name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And next up is Chip. I think if you're going to protect something, you got to keckle it. 
<laughs> Kecklin. <laughs> so uh, should I assume by that that you are looking to protect an object by binding it with rope? Absolutely. All right. Glenn. Well, as a student of cutlery, I would oh, have to say, <laughs> uh, I I like I like that, but I think the word is wrong. I'm going to go with um, a crow, and then okay. I will, and then I will eat crow later. Were you the one that was laughing at it earlier? It's yeah, no, but that it was me. Oh, okay. might have been, been me. Oh, okay, I had a reason to laugh at it, but that's oh. fine. Oh well. Uh, next up is Shannon. The strange-shaped freckle. All right. Or the recognizably-shaped freckle. Indeed. Hey, Dan. I almost made my answer a killer freckle, so I'm really tempted to go with the freckle one. <laughs> but freckle. I think I'm going to join Chip on the uh, protecting an object by binding it with a rope. Okay. Why? Because I played a lot of the Tomb Raider games, and they seem to have a lot of stuff wrapped in rope for some reason. So yeah, it seems plausible. Why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I base all of my decisions on crate logic from old video you're, games. You're yeah, playing, no, you're crate, crate a lot logic of, is sound. You're playing a lot of games where things are bound with rope. Got it. And that leaves Kathy. Kathy, uh, which of these is Keckle? What was said after the freckle one? Uh, after the freckle one, that was the protect an object by binding it with rope. Okay. You know what? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. The rope. Okay. All right, well, let's start with that one then. Chip, Dan, and Kathy all thought that Keckle was to protect an object by binding it with rope. And they were right. That is oh, what the wow. word Keckle means, all to right. protect Thanks. an object by binding Thanks, it with Tomb rope. Thanks, Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Tomb Raider. I don't know why, but it's implausible. Long, it also taught me a lot about physics. <laughs> Uh, so who's left after that? Uh, oh, Shannon thought that a keckle was a freckle that looks like a recognizable shape. That was actually Glenn's answer, so a point to Glenn for that. Glenn, Glenn, meanwhile, went with a crow. <laughs> you went with a crow? <laughs> heckle, heckle, Jekyll, and Keckle. I thought Heckle and Jekyll could be related to Keckle. Heckle and Jekyll are crows. That's why it's obviously <laughs> Well, no, but I thought sometimes things that are named things have a meaning for the reason why they're named things. So. In this case, and they that's were named exactly, those things because That was exactly Chip. my plan. <laughs> that was came good. up with that answer. It was very good. Good, job, Chip. good work, though. That leaves Tiff, who thought that Keckle was a group of tropical fish. Wow, Kathy's really raking in the points from Tiff this round. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. It's revenge of Kathy, this, uh, yeah, this game. <laughs> Don't count your kipples before they're hatched. All right, so the scores have changed after round five. Why, look who's in the lead. It's returning championship Sutterth with nine points. Hello. <laughs> Hot on his heels is Dan Morin with eight. Uh, <laughs> tied for third with six points each, Shannon, Kathy, and Tiff. Right behind them, me with five points. Spreading or not, uh, I seem to be falling into the back of the pack this time, which is probably good. Although not as far back as Glenn, who oh. has four. That's all right, Glenn. There's still plenty of time to come back. I'm comic The question is being asked, who came up with Kipple? That was Shannon. So. Nice work. <laughs> That's some old school sci-fi trope there. So, round six is next. And the word for round six is... Sloyd. Sloyd is the word for round six. That's spelled S-L-O-Y-D. Sloyd. 
Please send me your definitions for the word sloid now. <laughs> you guys are good, I gotta say. These are some good answers this game. Except for that one, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all of the definitions are in for the word sloid. So here they are. Sloid. The thin film covering stagnant water. Oh, this is going to be disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the slow sound. A Scottish drinking cup. It's a thin film on top of the Scottish drinking Scots cup. Are drink. A Caledonian drinking cup. A right. thin film covering Guinness. Uh, a Finnish educational system based around handicrafts. Are they rough hewn? They may be. <laughs> Icelandic yogurt. Oh my god. <laughs> Cleverly outwitting an opponent. Mimicking the sound of flatulence using your hands. Or a tool used to sharpen blades on a bobsled. Ooh. <laughs> One of those definitions, believe it or not, is the actual definition for the word sloid. And Chip, you're the first to get to guess amongst them. Oh, joy. So, I think you mean oh, sloid. Hit me with your oh, best sloid. Wow. Yeah. Siegfried and Floyd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Siegfried. Hello, the Sloyd. The electric sloid. Oh, so, Chip... Yeah. <laughs> Have you done enough stalling yet? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Tool used to sharpen bobsled blades. What the hell? <laughs> right. Oh, we're at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell came early this year? The amount, All of, right. the amount of bobsleds in a thing. <laughs> Don't you get overexcited, Glenn. You're next up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It is not Icelandic yogurt. <laughs> it is not. Boy, if I had a nickel. <laughs> It is not finished educational system. I'm going with thin film stagnant water. I like that one best. Excellent. Thin film stagnant water for Glenn. All right, Shannon. Bring some sanity to this ridiculous thing. Uh, how? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go back in time. Wrong game. <laughs> um, I also know it's not the Icelandic yogurt. Thank you, Sense8. And um, let's see. Uh, I'll go with the Scottish drinking cup. All right. <laughs> Next up is Dan. I don't. I hate what is Sloyd Dan? <laughs> <laughs> if they speak highly of you. Uh, oh well, I take it back. Then. Um, was the, God? I don't even know where to start on this one. Was there one that there was one that was like a verb, right? Um, like to, to, cleverly outwitting an opponent. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I sure glad I took the time out for my busy oh. schedule to read it to you. Yikes. No, I really, I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go with. Oh my god, uh, I'm going to go with the thin <laughs> film of water. God help me. The thin film covering stagnant water. Yeah, right? that one. Hi, Dan. 
I know, I know. I'm with Glenn. That makes me. I don't know if I feel better or not. Nice canoe. It's not the fact that I get to the water. You get to the end and you're like, one of those is real, and then you realize later (laughs) it's even worse. When it's like, I can't tell (laughs) which one. I really, I feel like I should be able to identify words, and yet that's when you achieve the enlightenment, my friend. When you can't Uh, tell the difference, Kathy, you're up next here. What was the one after the outwitting the opponent one? Mimicking the sound of flatulence using your hands. Yeah, we're going with that one. Okay. Fart. <clears throat> Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tiff, which of these is Kathy's? <laughs> All right. Hmm. I, I kind of like the bobsled one. The bobsloid. The bobsloid. <laughs> but now that I said that. Bob and Mackenzie Sloyd. <laughs> You just ruined it for yourself. I did. I sloided all over it. It's just- you sloyed this uh, definition. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. <laughs> all right. The, the filmy water. The filmy, filmy water. water. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh don't go filmy there. Water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, raccoons, Man, you people, raccoons prefer clear water to so you're. You people are gross. Clean water. <laughs> All right. Well, Woof. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was great. Let's see how it worked out for everybody. Uh, why don't we start out with uh, Glenn, Dan, and Tiff, who are standing together ankle deep in stagnant <laughs> water with a thin film over the top. Oh, that's a great sign. Me. This is a great sign, right? <laughs> a thin film that was laid there by Chip. Oh, oh, oh good work. I lift my sloid to you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Pull down your pants and slow it on the ice. Turns out that uh, Kathy didn't get Tiff this time, but did Tiff get Kathy? Kathy thought it was mimicking the sound of flatulence using your hands. (laughs) Yeah, Tiff got Kathy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kathy likes the fart jokes. She does. (laughs) I got a, you know, two thumbs up for the fart jokes. Yep. I'm really a 12-year-old boy. Uh, Shannon, meanwhile, thought that Sloyd was a Scottish drinking cup. That actually was Kathy's answer. So, Kathy, you get a point there anyway. Good job. Hooray! Meanwhile, Chip thought that a sloid was a tool used to sharpen blades on a a bobsled. Actually, that was Shannon's answer. So, point to Shannon for that one. That means that nobody got the correct definition for the word sloid, which is... is A Finnish educational oh, system oh based around handicrafts. Wow. It needed more vowels. Mostly <laughs> woodworking, but also, I guess, Slade. paper cutting and all oh, sorts of oh, stuff. Slade. It's a whole educational system based around chopping wood. Nobody nobody took my bait of cleverly outwitting an opponent, which I thought might be too obvious, but there you go. It's all right. Apparently, everybody knows what Icelandic yogurt is now. <laughs> it's not it's that. Skier. I liked it. And I like that round, too, because I got five points there. It's still not in first place, though. After round six, leading us once again, showing us all the way, is Chip Sutterth with 12 points. I'm a close second with 10. Uh, In third place with eight points is Dan. Tied in a three-way tie for fourth uh, with seven points each, Shannon, Kathy, and Tiff. Glenn seems pretty happy back there with his four points. How did I win Jeopardy? (laughs) <laughs> it's a very different skill set required for Oh, Jeopardy. that's right. Thank you. And you, you know what just happened there? That was the crazy round. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Retrospectively? It was so crazy, we forgot to even mention it. That's how crazy that round was. <laughs> wow. I didn't want to jinx it. 
Anything could have happened in that round. <laughs> <laughs> it and did. It did. <laughs> Chip got three people to go for stagnant water. It was great. Wow. Well, that uh, that was a pretty exciting round there with Sloyd. But I think we'll try something a little different this time. This is a new round that I'm calling Parting Shots. Uh, I'm going to give you guys the name of a famous person, or more accurately, a person who was famous before he or she shuffled off this mortal coil. Your job is simple enough. I just want you to tell me what that famous person's famous last words were. Oh, God. (laughs) And in keeping with the name of this round, tonight's celebrated stiff is American businessman and distiller Jasper Newton Daniel, better known to his friends as Jack. Uh, Jack Daniel expired in Lynchburg, Tennessee on October 10th, 1911 at the age of 62. His cause of death is listed as blood poisoning, supposedly from an infection that started in his big toe after he kicked his safe. So, what was the last thing Jack Daniel said before using that infected toe to kick the proverbial bucket? Please send me old Jack's parting shot now. Supposedly, he regularly forgot the combination to his own safe and was unable to open it. And thus, in anger, he lashed out and gave his safe a good kick. Supposedly, I say. This could all be bunk. You never know. I got it on the internet. It's probably true. (laughs) Maybe I'll just read everybody's last answer as Jack Daniels' last words. (laughs) Icelandic yogurt. (laughs) Slide! Why does he have a prospector voice? Because it's 1911. There's always a prospector voice. There's always a prospector around. I'm no definition. That was a prospector voice? (laughs) Every game of low definition has a prospector voice. (laughs) That's right. right. So, all of the parting shots are in. So, uh, these are the supposed last words of Jack Daniel. I should have stayed for another round. My only regret is kicking that safe. (laughs) (laughs) My foot hurts. (laughs) Tomorrow I'll be dead. And I thought that whiskey had a hell of a kick. Oh, God. No more oak. Switch to maple barrels. Or, one last drink, please. All right, one of those is the final statement of Jack Daniel. American businessman and distiller. Whiskey raconteur. Actually, that's not right, is it? <laughs> entrepreneur, perhaps. Whiskey entrepreneur and or raconteur. He probably drank some whiskey he and told then recounted stories. things to people. That's right. Whiskey Floyd. Raccoon, t- raccoon tour is what you meant. One of those is legit. And the first to get to guess which one it is, is Glenn. <gasps> no more oak. <laughs> Switch to maple Switch barrels. Switch to maple barrels. All right. expired of apoplexy. <laughs> Shannon. Uh, read the last one again, please. One last drink, please. Yeah, yeah that, I'll do that one. All right. Dan. I got to go with my only regret is kicking that seat. <laughs> 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 
whoever whoever wrote that, if it wasn't Jack Daniel, you deserve a point for that. Yep. Jack can no longer earn points. He's been gone. He's for gone quite to a, a he's gone to a bitter's place. Oh. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. I won't be here all week. What are you thanking me for? Do you run on moans? <laughs> Pretty much. Your, your, pain, your pain feeds me. They Life made an animated movie about him. That's it's called right. Monana. Oh, oh no. Oh, I feel on. I feel weak. That's bold, Dan. I assumed you were going to go with Monsters Incorporated. Which <laughs> oh, right. oh, also solid. The moaning floor. <laughs> oh, mo. Oh, boy. No, no mo, uh, no mo. Kathy, save us from this nonsense. Uh, I would like to switch to maple, please. Okay. Next up is Tiff. One last drink, please. All right. Polite to the end. Mm. And that leaves Chip. I think he was a sage. I think he was a philosopher. I think he was precognizant. I think he said, tomorrow I'll be dead. Okay. All right, well, let's start with Dan, who thought that Jack Daniel went out saying, my only regret is kicking that safe. <laughs> Dan's only regret is giving Glenn that point, although I don't think oh, he regrets it at all. Anybody but Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he does regret it after That's all. That's my life's motto. Chip thought that Jack rather presciently said, tomorrow I'll be dead. But no, that was Tiff's answer, so one point to Tiff. Man, Tiff, you're grim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Armand's Gravewalker, as, as we remember, remember? Glenn and Kathy, meanwhile, thought that Jack went out saying, no more oak, switch to maple barrels, which would be quite a thing. Very ironic. That was actually come up with by Shannon Sutter. Good wow. job, Shannon. <laughs> well done, Shannon. Oh, nice work. Shannon and Tiff, meanwhile, thought that Jack Daniel exited this realm asking for one last drink, please. And if the internet is to be believed, to be believed, that is correct. Yes. It was that Daniels. 1912 politeness. That's right. <laughs> One last drink, please. Skeletal figure with the scythe for some reason. <laughs> so after that round, round seven, here's how the scores break down. Chip has 12 points still. He didn't advance at all that round. Boo, Chip. His wife, meanwhile, is gaining on him. She got four points that round, and she now has wow. 11 points. Whoa. She's in second place. Uh-oh. Tied for third with 10 points each, Tiff and myself. Uh, next up with eight points, Dan. Oh, man. Right behind him with seven is Kathy. And Glenn, he inches slightly forward. He now has five points. Hello. Do my traditional start strong and then quickly fall behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ever upward and onward to round eight. This round is a listener word. Hooray! We have listeners. Yes, indeed. Perhaps not so many as when we started this game. We love our listeners. We all know that. Hopefully, listener Andrew is still hanging around because this word came from him. Thank you, listener Andrew. And the word that listener Andrew provided us all on this day is... Gravlocks. Gravlocks. That is spelled G-R-A-V-L-A-X. Gravlocks. Please, won't you send me your definitions for the word gravlocks? 
now. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Nothing. <laughs> laughing at anything in particular. All right. All of the definitions are in for the word gravlocks. And I am holding listener Andrew personally responsible for there being two, not one, <laughs> but two check marks in the sad face column for this round. Listener Andrew, how could you? <laughs> <clears throat> That's because both Dan and Glenn have run across the word <clears throat> Gravlox, and they had the correct definition. So three points each to Dan and Glenn for what good it does you anyway. So uh, that leaves a relatively small pool of definitions for you all to guess amongst, and I will read them now. Gravlox. Soup. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) The hinge holding the key of a clarinet in place. Paper chains created for a celebration. One of the values of a variable that divides the distribution of the variable into four groups having equal frequencies. Or a Scandinavian dish of marinated boned salmon. One of those definitions is the actual definition of the word gravlox. And it falls to Shannon. Eep. To tell me first which one of those it is. Um, I'll go with the super long one. Frequencies. Okay. Frequencies for Shannon. Kathy. I, the hinge in the clarinet thingy. All righty then. Tiff. The blah, blah, math one. <laughs> blah, 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 math. Yes, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I'm that's my definition next, next round. <laughs> Chip. Salmon. <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Said that with a such such verve. All right, wow, just four guessers that time. Man, sad face. So, uh, let's see how that all went down. Kathy thought that Gravlox was the hinge holding the key of a clarinet in place. Actually, that was Shannon's answer, so one point to Shannon. Woohoo! Shannon and Tiff, meanwhile, thought that Gravlox might be one of the values of a variable that divides the distribution of the variable into four groups having equal frequencies. That mouthful of gobbledygook was produced by Kathy Campbell. Ooh. So, <laughs> two points. Very nice. For Kathy. Wow. Blah, nice math. blah, blah, math. To blah, you. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah, ginger. Lots of blah, blah, math. Chip, meanwhile, went with a Scandinavian dish of marinated boned salmon. Oh, no, it's going to be soup. And he was absolutely correct. Gravlox oh, is a Scandinavian wow. dish of marinated. Tiff, I, I wanted to laugh salmon. at your joke, I know, Tiff, I had but a, it's true. You put it on bagels. It is lox, that. essentially. <laughs> it's delicious. 
It's really good. I had some last weekend. <laughs> Gravlox. Yeah, it's a good word. Actually, thank while. you, listener Andrew. I teased you a little bit, but uh, that was a good word. I enjoyed it. Dan and Glenn certainly enjoyed it. <laughs> We're behind, yeah. so I think it's uh, just fair, right? Just yes, fair. yes. Well, you've moved forward ever so slightly. <sighs> oh, I can't I like believe nobody picked my soup. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost going to get rid of the blah blah math and go for soup. I love I loved soup. I would have gone for soup had I had the option. Blah blah math. No soup. I'm very for thankful me. that you didn't. No soup for me. So after round eight, Chip remains in the lead. He got two points that round. He now has fourteen points. What? I would say he's within striking distance. What? Probably the next round, if not the next. Uh right behind him with twelve points what? is Shannon. Uh, behind her with 11 points is Dan. Boy, Dan, you've uh, you made a strong move there. Thanks. I'm still hovering with 10 points in the middle of the pack. Uh, and I'm tied with Tiff, who also has 10. Right behind us with 9 is Kathy. And Glenn, he's uh, he's making his run for the uh, for the border here with 8 points. Hi. Just behind the rest of us. This could be the round that makes you move into the lead. Seems highly unlikely. You would have to get uh, mathematically you know, possible six points, but yeah, it could happen. Worth a shot. Gotta go for it. All right. Well, after that delightful word, I think we should do a different round. This was uh, another round of something we've done before, and I call it "You Give This Place a Bad Name." <laughs> Again, this round is about places that have bad names. Places that perhaps the town fathers should have thought a little harder about before they came up with the name for the particular place. And this place comes to us from Panelist Anthony. Hey, Panelist Anthony. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know a, a few details about this particular place with a bad name, and then it's up to you to tell me what the bad name for this place actually is. And this place is a village within the parish of St. Cuthbert Out in Somerset, England. Yes, St. Cuthbert Out. Uh, Its dialing code is 01749, whatever the hell that is. You can find it on the Ordnance Survey National Grid at reference Sierra Tango 530474. This is helpful information. That's right. (laughs) Very helpful. Uh, Also, according to Wikipedia, and I quote, the village has shops, a pub, restaurants, hotels, and a campsite. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. And a campsite. (laughs) Yeah. They're really moving up in the world. They just put that in a couple years back. And as if all those data points didn't make the name of this place ridiculously obvious, I'm going to throw in, as a free bonus, (laughs) this one-word clue. Chewy. Oh, my God. Chewy is the word. So, that should be plenty for you to figure out what the name of this bad place is. So, won't you send me the name of this bad place now? Chewy. Chewy. (laughs) Chewy. Trying to find the foulest possible way I could say that. Sassy. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy. <laughs> oh my god. Hey Chewy. Wow. We're home in uh, Cuthbert Out. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. All of the bad place names are in for Yay. this uh, this delightful little village within the parish of Saint Cuthbert Out. Nobody got it. 
Out, damned Saint Cuthbert. <laughs> out. So, uh, no, nobody got it, believe it or not. Shocking. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty obvious. I thought I gave you guys way too many clues, but uh, I guess Maybe you guys... Maybe it was an open book test. Uh, could be. The open ordinance national grid, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yep. All right, so here's what you sent me, and now uh, you're stuck with it, so <laughs> you got to pick from these. Sorry. Lots of rock. Again, the keyword here was chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhew on the Glen. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Wookie hole. <laughs> Upper cow cuds. Taffy town. In a similar vein, taffy on the plain. Chipping teeth. What? <laughs> Chipping tith. Or mutton upon rye. <laughs> mutton upon rye. Okay. So one of those names is the real name for a place. The rest of them are ridiculous. And the first person to figure out which one is which is Dan. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> All right. Let me... What were the... What was the third one? Upper Cow Cuds. <laughs> and the one after that was... The, oh, the Taffy Town ones, right? Taffy Town. Going down to Taffy Town. <laughs> Not oh on the first God. date, Glenn. <laughs> first date is Mayhew on the Glen. <laughs> I Mayhew on the Glen. <laughs> and I may not. Thank you. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think you speak for us all. Oh, I just yeah. this, is, this is causing you actual pain. I, just I, got the I joke. am suffering right now. You want me to read them again for you? <laughs> yeah, let's read them again. All right. Oh, god. <clears throat> oh man. One of these ties into Chewy. Is it Mayhew on the Glen? Wookie Hole? <laughs> Upper Cow Cuds, Taffy Town, Taffy on the Plain, Chipping Teeth, or Mutton what? Upon Rye. One of those is right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to go with Taffy Town. Taffy Town. Won't you take Won't you me take down? Me Taffy Town. I, re- I regret everything already. Won't you take me down? <laughs> you Taffy you Town. <laughs> Chew about it, chew about it, chew about it, chew about it. Kathy. Let's go mutton upon rye. Mutton upon rye for Kathy. I prefer corned beef. Sounds good. I'm hungry. Kathy. Once again, I'm leaving this game hungry. Curse you. Tiff. Corned beef on Kathy. I'm going with... Chipping teeth. Chipping teeth. Okay. That's, that's, I, good, that's, that's such a, good a nightmare. That is a good one. Next up is Chip. Uh, I'm going to go with upper cow cuds. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Seems plausible. Sure. Next up is Glenn. Uh, I can't win, so I'm going with Mayhew on the Glen for a couple <laughs> okay. of different reasons. That sounds like a win to me. I love it. Going with it. He's a handsome man. 
And last up is Shannon. Yeah, mutton upon mutton upon rye. <laughs> mutton upon rye for Shannon. All right. Okay, well, let's see if any of you got the real stupid place name here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Glenn and uh, Mayhew on the Glenn. That's a point for Chips at Earth. That's, oh! you, you just, I, it took me a while to get the joke and then I was like Mayhew of course so I, had to, I, had to I got it. it I just felt like it was not a I mean it seemed like it, was it cute. should be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people in that town would just be like that's a normal name of the town what's the problem yeah. uh, Chip meanwhile speaking of Chip went with upper cow cuds and gave that point right back to Glenn <laughs> thank you buddy thank you buddy Reciprocating. Dan Morin went down to Taffy Town, <laughs> which could be renamed Tiffy Town, because oh. that was her answer. Nobody went with Kathy's Taffy on the plane, which I thought was pretty good, too, but what are you going to do? They gave me macadamia nuts. So both Kathy and Tiff came up with Taffy, which <laughs> yeah, sounds can you like you <laughs> Kathy and Tiff's names together. Can you believe it? Wow. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of Tiff... She thought that chipping teeth was a good choice, uh, as much as it makes me shiver just to hear. And that actually was come up with by Shannon, so a point to Shannon for that. Thank you for the nightmares. I apologize. <laughs> the other two of you, Kathy and Shannon, both went with mutton upon rye, which was Dan Morin's answer. Two points to Dan. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, no. That means none of you got the correct name for this little village in St. Cuthbert Out in Somerset, England, which is Wookiee Hole. Oh, my God. Wow. What? I almost almost put Wookiee Vale as a clue, but I thought it was too obvious. That would have been confusing. I believe, in fact, that uh, panelist Anthony actually said he lived either near or in Wookiee Hole at one point in his life. life Oh, Anthony Johnston, you brilliant bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Wookie Hole, Wookie isn't there like an oceanographic institute there? It's actually spelled <laughs> W-O-O-K-E-Y, but nobody asked. So I was, yeah. Anyway, Wookie Hole is also known for the Wookie Hole Caves tourist site, in, in addition to the campsite. So, I mean, there's it's got a lot going for it. And yeah. again, I'm quoting from Wikipedia here. A controversial, crazy golf course. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Sounds like a sounds like quite a deal. Anyway, when in St. Cuthbert Out Parish, visit scenic Wookie Hole. Uh, so after round nine, here's how the scores are. Chip and I are tied for the lead with 15 oh points oh, each. No. Holy moly! Both of us in striking distance, as it turns out. One more slip up, and I win this thing. One more chip up, and Chip wins this thing. <laughs> uh, tied for third with 13 points each, Shannon and Dan. Right behind them with 11 points is Tiff. And tied up in last place with nine points, it's Glenn and Kathy. So we move on to round 10. And the word for round 10 is... Epicedium. Epicedium. That word is spelled E-P-I-C-E-D-I-U-M. Epicedium. Now, won't you please send me your definitions for the word epicedium? Now. Chip, I can't believe it's down to you and me again. 
I wouldn't have it any other way. The stress of that almost killed you last time, didn't it? (laughs) Maybe. Chip had to keep reaching in and pulling everybody else's butt out of the fire. Out of the spread? Mm. Stop talking about the spread! We didn't do it this time, and look where we got. (laughs) Exactly the same place. (laughs) (laughs) Good God, you're right. It was much less stressful. All right, all the definitions are in for the round 10 word, which was epicedium. Here they are. Epicedium. A small theater from Elizabethan England, situated beyond the borders of London to avoid the censorship laws of the time. A funeral ode or hymn. The outer layer of a carapace. A method for sexing earwigs. Bow chicka bow. Wait, se- sexing or sexting? Sexing. Swanwicks <laughs> <laughs> don't have Thank phones. You. Sorry, you're right. That was stupid. The wood at the heart of a tree. <laughs> That's and where you find the rod, right? <laughs> That's where the wood is, generally. An appendix to a scholarly work. And we got right back to tree nail somehow. Or occurring suddenly and with great intensity or severity. Those are your options for the word epicedium. And the first to get to guess, seeing as it's round 10, is Kathy. Goody, goody, goody. What's an epicedium, Kathy? What was the one after the funeral song? The Outer Layer of a Carapace. Yeah, we're going to go with that one. Okie doke. The question is, is it a female or male carapace that we're talking about here? (laughs) I wish we had some method of determining that. (laughs) Tiff. I do really like sexing earwigs. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? They they have ears. They can have telephones. <laughs> Can't use wigs. them though. They're covered with those wigs. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let's see. I don't know what a carapace is. <laughs> I should. Right. It's go got an outer the... layer, whatever it is. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the tree wood. Gonna go with the tree wood. All right. All right, Chip. I'm somewhat against my better judgment going to the theater. To the theater with you. All right. The small theater from Elizabethan England. Glenn. I'm going to pick an outer layer of a carapace, please. Okay. Shannon. The wood in a tree. Wood in a tree. And that leaves Dan. Gonna go with the funeral ode. The funeral ode or him. Or her. <laughs> okay, what's a carapace? A him to him. It's what's the, a carapace? It's, the it's shell like a thing on a, a shell on a beetle, beetle. essentially. Oh. Or an earwig. Not an earwig. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, an earwig. <laughs> all not, right. Well, not. all the guesses are in, so uh, let's see how that all went down. Chip thought that uh, a small theater from Elizabethan England situated beyond the borders of London to avoid the censorship laws of the time was the correct (laughs) definition. 
Actually, that was Shannon's answer, so one more point from Chip to Shannon. Hi, honey. How romantic. Uh, okay, Kathy and Glenn both thought that epicedium was the outer layer of a carapace. Actually, that was Chip's answer, Uh-oh. so he got two Uh-oh. points there. That means Uh-oh. he's sitting at 17 points right now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We know he what's going to happen. one more. But we already know he didn't get that answer, so oh, I think you're probably safe. Uh, meanwhile, Tiff and Shannon both thought that an, the epicedium was the wood at the heart of a tree. That actually was Glenn's answer, so two points to Glenn for that. Isn't that, that just Glenny. wood? <laughs> no, no, right? heart wood is a real thing. There's different wood at the heart of a tree and at the outer layer. But it's still got wood in it. Yeah, but it's the heart of a tree. It's wood. Okay, it's all right, heart just wood. checking. Heart just wood. checking. Turn on your heart wood. <laughs> All the hits. And that leaves just one more answer that was guessed. And that dun, was Dan Morin, dun. who thought an epicedium was a funeral ode or hymn. Nobody used the word spread in that round, I noticed. Oh, no. May you have been correct, Dan. Everybody failed to notice that, uh, or just didn't care, that uh, I could be winning the game this round if Dan did not correctly guess the definition of epicedium. So it's a darn good thing that an epicedium is a funeral ode or hymn. <laughs> Dan saves the day. Playing, sing, you're all welcome, I guess. I'll sing a hymn to him Playing the now. role of Chip. A hymn to him. But nobody guessed my answer. Suddenly, all right. What was your answer? Sex the appendix. Oh. No. Who did sexing no earwigs? Hey, guess what? Boring Tiff answer. is responsible for sexing earwigs. I Can figured. you believe it? <laughs> Double bluffer. I believe you can sex earwigs just by looking at their little pinchers on the back. I think, I think so. I don't know. I knew someone that was doing male. it in college. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, hey, it's, it's college, man. It's a time <laughs> for experimentation. Experiment <laughs> Yay, man. Uh, okay. Boring. I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> it was either this or the sperm bank. Uh, so after round 10. Sperm whale bank. Wow. Chip is one point away from the win. Crazy times, man. 17 points for Chip. Tied for second with 15 points each, me and Dan. So Dan, too, is within striking distance. And yet another person is in striking distance. That's Shannon with 14 points. Not too far behind. Uh, tied with 11 points each, Glenn and Tim. <gasps> hey. Kathy has, is alone in the rear now with nine points. But that's all right. We like It's where anyway. I started. That's right. Well, we were all in the back <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Somebody has to stay there and keep it warm. Anyway, let's move on to round 11. Bum, bum, bum. Ta-da! And the word for round 11, which I'm guessing is going to be the last round, but you never know in this cuckoo game, is Tolkien. Tolkien. What, what you talking about, Steve? Oh, boy. I'm just talking <laughs> about Shaft. Can you dig it? <laughs> I'll shut my mouth now. The word is Tolkien. T-U-L-C-H-A-N. Tolkien. Please send me your definitions for the word Tolkien now. T-U-L-C-H-E-N? T-U-L-C-H-A-N. Oh, A-N. That just changes everything. Serenity. Spock was a Tolkien? Alan Tolkien. He's a great voice actor. He just ruined my definition. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I was yeah. going to say the token Vulcan. 
<laughs> the people who live on the people on the next planet over are the Tolkins, then the Walkins, the Zolkins, the Alkins. The Sulkins? Yeah. Or the actual people? Z, Zulkins. Oh, oh not Sulkins. Delete. Backspace, Delete. backspace, backspace. Sorry, Tiff. Backspace, backspace. Get the white out. <laughs> Alrighty then. All of the definitions are in for the word Tolkien. I'm going to read them now, and uh, then you guys get to guess. Tolkien. Of relating to or situated on the bank of a river or other body of water. A mutation resulting in pointed ears. Pointed ears. <laughs> pointed stick. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. We have we've reached that point. <laughs> a calfskin stuffed with straw used to induce a cow to give milk. Oh my god. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some problems there. <laughs> There's a lot of problems there. Possessing an attractive derriere. <laughs> Chewy. <laughs> Wookie hole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. A little hairy for my taste, but sure. <laughs> this podcast is over. Hairy dairy air. Oh, Glenn's kids go to bed. Uh, yeah. A member no. of an ascetic holy order. Whole Holy order. Oh, he's crying. Oh, boy. A decoration carved into the steps of an Aztec pyramid. Or a metal bracket used to reinforce concrete highways. One of those is the actual definition yeah. for the word Tolkien. And it's up to Tiff to tell us which. Tiff. Oh, I'm going to go with the terrible cow one. The terrible cow terrible one. Cow. All right. Ugh. Chip, you're up next. The Aztec Pyramid Decoration. Okay. Glenn. I'm, uh, I'm going to join Tiff with inducing some cow milk. All right. I'm never drinking milk again if this is the right thing. <laughs> Which is then put into bags and shipped off to Canadians. Exactly. <laughs> Not the milk we drink. And also people who have accidents with bear spray. It all comes back around. <laughs> Shannon. What was the one with the highway? Uh, my way or the... No. Uh, a metal bracket used to <laughs> reinforce yeah. concrete highways. Yeah, let's try that one. Okie doke. Let's try it. Dan. Uh, I think I will go with the Aztec temple. All right. And Kathy. What was the one right before the Aztec temple? A member of an ascetic holy order. That one. Sounds good. All right. All the guesses are in. And I can tell you. Nah, I won't tell you anything. Oh. <laughs> Let's just let it all play out. Uh, I will tell you this. Kathy thought that a Tolkien was a member of an ascetic holy order, and that actually was a point for Dan Morin. One point to Dan. 
Chip and Dan uh, both thought that a Tolkien was a decoration carved into the steps of an Aztec pyramid. And if they were right, Chip wins and Dan wins, we'd have a tie. <gasps> but it turns out they're both wrong. That was Shannon's answer. <laughs> Shannon's really got your number today, Chip. Mm. Why did I follow Chip? That was a mistake. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Tiff and Glenn both thought that a Tolkien was a calfskin stuffed with straw used to induce a cow to give milk. That is a Tolkien. <gasps> yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. coming back. I was not fairly certain that anymore. was it, but I didn't want to... Yeah, that yeah. was my that was my other one. It was either that or the temple one, but yeah, I chose the slightly less disturbing one, and of course, that was incorrect. So, <laughs> thanks, Lodef. That is know. the way of the Steve. That leaves Shannon, who thought that a Tolkien was a metal bracket used to reinforce concrete highways. But in fact, that was Chip Sutter's <laughs> answer. <laughs> Chip. Hey! <laughs> Chip gets one more point, which pushes him to 18, Yay. which means Chip wins back-to-back episodes of Whoa. Low Definition. Congratulations, yeah. Chip. You're welcome, darling. <laughs> under, under, under the incomparable rules, that means we get to paddle him now. That's right. That's, <laughs> hey, I, I think those were in the rules from, from the very that. beginning. Well, well, you good job pulling off the fact that we could have had that joint victory, but no, you cleverly arranged it. So that <laughs> you I cleverly arranged it out. Picked the wrong answer. No, it, it worked. It worked. I see what you're up to. You got to watch out for Chip, man. He's got this thing figured out now. So be careful. So that means Chip wins low definition twelve with eighteen points exactly. Landed it perfect. Uh, tied for second with 16 points each, Shannon and Dan. Good job, you two. Woo. You were that close. <laughs> I ended up in fourth with 15 points. Tied for fifth with 13 each, Glenn and Tiff. No. Yay. In last place with nine points, Kathy Campbell. Hooray. I feel like she's happy back there, though. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for our game I want to thank our players Thank you Glenn Fleischman, Shannon Sutterth Science Fiction Virtuoso Dan Morin Kathy Campbell, <laughs> Tiffany Arment And of course our winner Chip Sutterth uh, If you've sat through this whole thing You might want to send us a firmly worded note of some kind And if you would like to do so You can get in touch with us at lowdefgs At gmail.com The GS stands for Gunnysack uh, you can also <laughs> you can also send us missives on Twitter at lowdefgs. Uh, thanks again for listening, and until next time, this is Steve Lutz saying, "One last drink, please." <laughs> uh, <laughs> my only regret is kicking that safe. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>